Could you first give us kind of an introduction of what the endowed chairs are for somebody that doesn't know anything about? Well, we set out in 1999-2000, which was the 50th year of the symphony under the baton of Will Schwartz. And we set out to do something lasting that would be helpful, that would sustain symphony. And it was to be the concertmaster chair, which was the, I guess you'd say, most important chair of the orchestra. So we worked on the idea of Golden, and we had members go out to six or five, I don't know, different jewelers, and they bought into the idea of Golden Anniversary and provided a piece of jewelry for us that we could then put out for raffles. So we sold raffle tickets. And on that one thing, we made $16,000. Then I had a friend in my neighborhood who worked for Reedman Foundation that year. And he said, if you will write up a request of what you are planning to do, I think I can get you a donation from Reedman. And, and I did. And he did, and it was $5,000. Then I wrote letters to people around town that had been involved with the symphony. And uh, I don't know how much, I can't recall what we got, but at the end of the year, we had $50,000 to start the concertmaster endowed chair. That has always been the biggest chair, and under the description of it, it, it says Reedman. Women's Guild Concertmaster Chair. So that was the beginning. So the, the Concertmaster Chair was the was the big first one. I think we're, we have 38 now, is that right? Was there a plan to keep filling those out from the beginning or was it just the first chair? And then- No, it was just the first chair during that really important year. So I learned a lot along the way and I needed to put that, I, I started with 50,000 in the bank but then I had a friend who was involved in the community foundation. Yeah. And so I moved it over to there from the bank and put it into a balanced pool. So it would never be touched, but it would, would continue to grow. And the contract that I made with the people at the community foundation was that if ever the Fort Collins Symphony closed down for any reason, that the funds would continue. I mean, it's in there for everybody's lifetime and <laughs> no one can borrow or steal it. But I said it would then go to a group in Fort Collins that had to do with children and music. And in the seventh year after that, one of our members came to me one day and said that she had some money that was unexpected and she wanted to name a chair. She wanted to name it for her husband's father, who had been a famous conductor of popular music in the 30s and 40s. And there had apparently been a effort in Hollywood or what, wherever to go back and get money from the royalties. And that's how he got this check. And so he gave it to me. Then convinced me that maybe we should try for more instruments and more people. That's when things started to really roll after the seventh year. I wrote letters to people asking for them to participate and just talked about it to a lot of people. 
as I always uh, insisted, I didn't have to work very hard, but to have each new chair introduced at a concert. And by this time, Wes Kenny was our conductor, and so he went along with that. And so it gave, you know, it was like advertising. People then knew that they could do that. It was really entertaining. I got stopped in the weirdest places by people saying, are you still doing that legacy thing? Well, I want to do one for my mother who played the organ in church for 50 years or something. They all had a really sweet story about it. And each time I wasn't sure, I would call Wes and say, can we do something for a child with the symphony? And he said, sure, the triangle. Children love triangles. And then we would work it out. But it was always a minimum of $10,000. And it went directly into the balanced pool of the community foundation. And it just almost took on a life of its own because people saw the, uh, the reasoning behind it and they really enjoyed it. Tom Sutherland's wife, Jane, wanted to do one for Tom because he'd spent all those years in Libya, in Beirut, in prison. And he he had made the comment many times that the only thing that saved his life was books and music. Well, he was six years in prison. And when he came back to Fort Collins, and then he started benefiting lots of the arts. I think the thing I'm the most proud about is that when you look at the names on that poster, you see that a lot of the people were what I would call old-time builders of Fort Collins. The Everett family Mm -hmm. who built the mall and the Schrader family and just people like that that really cared about our community and were willing to contribute made it very much easier. And so over the years, I didn't know when to stop, but when Mary Kopko came about, she convinced me that we should only do the principal chairs and the assistant principal chairs. And so that happened this last summer with five new chairs, and it brought us up to 38. And that became the stopping point. And so that's where we are. That's that's so fantastic. Commitment. <laughs> yeah. I never dreamed that it would get to this point. But, you know, the, the growth and the safety of it in the community foundation and so forth just led me to, I mean, I would have been happy at $400,000 and quit, but we still yeah. had a few shares remaining. And so it took it all the way up to about $580,000, which means that each year there was growth within that balanced pool and they would give us a check in September, which I every year would take to the symphony board meeting and present it because I wanted new people on the board to understand where this money was coming from and what how it was to be spent and so forth. So over the years, we've given about $180,000 back. And now it's up high enough if the market doesn't really crash <laughs> that it will probably pay around 22000 and then more. It's going to grow always. 
So it, at 22000 that is the amount Mary convinced me that we pay for the YES concerts for the grade school children. And I love that it's going for an actual purpose like that. And that it was always at the discretion of the uh, symphony executive director as to where that money went. We didn't have any specific reason, but I, I love the idea of paying for those children's concerts. Well, you've, you've made such an impact now and an impact that's going to continue, like you said, paying off in, in the future and continue to make a difference for years and years. I, I think it's a bit poetic that you said that um, if for some reason the Fort Collins Symphony goes under, that it would be given to something having to do with children and music. And that's exactly what it's already doing. You're right. And Mary is the one that made me realize that and that that's where she likes to see it go. Well, and, and it, the community came together to give that much support. It's, I think it's good that we're putting it directly back in and investing yeah. it back in the community in, in that way that we can. I'm curious, which, which of the chairs are closest to you personally? Huh? Well... Oh, dear, I have to confess to you, I have a really close friend who's a major philanthropist. He grew up on a little farm near here. He's lived out in California for most of his adult life and started companies and done all kinds of things. And we became reconnected at our 50th reunion of CSU. And so he started giving money to the OT department for the wounded warriors people coming back with brain injuries and so forth from the war. And then one day just sent a check for $10,000 and said to my husband, she's working so hard. I want you to do something with this. And I had already done my own chair, which was piano. I grew up 10 years studying piano. And so that was gone. And I thought, well, I'll just... I'll just name it for my family. So the Kepler chair for harp was put into place. So, I mean, there's a story behind every one of them. And it was exciting, you know, something like that would happen and there we'd be. So, well, like we've said, it's a great way to make the lasting impact for the symphony and then also a great way to, you know, honor somebody. If you read those stories in an old program, you'll see that some of them are really sad, but they they really want their person to be remembered in that way. And so, I don't know, it just was a win-win in every way, I think. 